I don't believe in no one scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Hello and welcome to a special Chicken Scientist radio show. Today I'm talking about your SSI score on LinkedIn, which determines your visibility. If, perhaps, you've been looking for a job for a while, you've been increasing your activity, but you're not getting any employers to reach out to you. And I'm not not talking about those spam messages from external recruiting sharks that are sent to everybody. But if you're not getting hiring managers or internal talent acquisition specialists reaching out to you, and you have a PhD or have it clearly uh, identifiable on your LinkedIn profile that you're a PhD candidate, there's a problem. And it likely has to do with your SSI score. Now, you may not know what your SSI score is. It's your social selling index. You can look this up. I'm going to talk more about how to do that shortly. Uh, But your social selling index, it's determined by four unique factors, components that we're going to talk about on today's show. And of course, we're, we're going to talk about how these factors influence your overall score and how to increase each factor and thus your overall score to increase your visibility. Now, the advice that I'm going to share with you today. I have not shared publicly before. Uh, We have inside information from uh, PhDs working at LinkedIn, which is, of course, Microsoft, um, as well as many other experts in the field of of LinkedIn's algorithm, algorithms in general, who who have really helped us here. And I'm I'm very grateful for this. I think, again, it goes to show you the, the value of building up your industry network. Of course, the question is, which comes first, right? How do you build up an industry network when you don't have an industry network? It's the chicken or the egg argument. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk today about what you can do, what actions you can take, right? What's within your circle of influence or some things you cannot control yet, but no matter where you are in the job search process, if you're a PhD student who has years until you graduate, or you're bro- if you're a PhD student who's about to defend a postdoc, unemployed, whatever it is, these are actions you can take right now and should take right now. Because every day counts. You might think, oh, I can put this off until later. But your profile is visible now. If you have a LinkedIn profile, it's visible right now. Employers can come to your profile. They can use LinkedIn Recruiter or LinkedIn Talent Insights to find you or just regular LinkedIn find you, see your profile and think, nope, not ready. And then click a box that says, don't show me this profile again. And then you're finally ready to look for a job. You're like, okay, now I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to update my profile. I've arrived. Find me. There's a problem. You've already had how many people? Countless hundreds, maybe thousands of employers, people that are living on LinkedIn every single day, eight hours a day, checking that box over and over again. I don't want to see this profile anymore. You're limiting your options right now. It's better for you to delete your profile altogether if you're not going to take your LinkedIn profile or LinkedIn networking seriously. If you plan on getting a job in industry, it is better for you to delete your LinkedIn profile now if you're not going to take it seriously. There's data on this from Statista showing that you're better off or the same by deleting your profile than having what they call is a bare bones profile that's not complete. And this is for the reason that I'm telling you. The job searching process doesn't stop just because you're not ready now. Why are you on LinkedIn then? If you're not taking it seriously, are you only on there so that you can look like you're not taking it seriously? Here's an example I like to bring up. So 
for those of you that are PhD students, postdocs, how many of you have worked with an undergrad? Or maybe you're a postdoc and you're working with a first-year graduate student. And you can, you can tell just by what they say, right, how they talk about the field that you're in or how they talk about their experiments or their research or, or the, the lessons, you know exactly where they are in their training. You know exactly, very, very quickly, you know how much they know and what, and what they likely don't know yet. It's the same with employers who are looking at your LinkedIn profile. They can instantly tell. They live and breathe this. Many of them do six, seven different interviews a day. They spend all of their time on LinkedIn. They can instantly tell where you are in terms of how, how ready you are to work in industry, where you are in your job search, how qualified you are based on your progression from moving from that academic mindset set to the industry mindset based on your LinkedIn profile, and they can tell very quickly. Now, these four factors I'm going to talk about, they make up your SSI score. If you don't know what this is, you need to get familiar with it. You can look it up. Go to linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI. Now, why is it called a social selling index? This isn't for salespeople. It's because as a job candidate, you have to sell yourself. How sellable are you? It'll give you an industry SSI rank as well as a network SSI rank. And then finally, the most important number is your current social selling index out of 100. Very likely, yours might be 30% or below. So 30 or below. Maybe it's 40, maybe it's 50. You can manipulate it. It's kind of like Amazon reviews. You know, if you have only 200 or less connections, not very many, just a few hundred connections, you might have a higher inflated score, but it's not really high because you don't have enough connections. You haven't done enough activity. If you're connected to one person, right, you can have a, a much higher SSI score, but it won't, it won't be meaningful. The SSI score is not the same as your visibility score for LinkedIn, but it is a very strong indicator of it. There are four components of your score. Okay. Establishing your professional brand, number one. Number two, finding the right people. Number three, engaging with insights. Number four, building relationships. This is what LinkedIn will tell you if you go to that website that I mentioned, linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI. It'll tell you what your four individual numbers are. Each one can have a maximum of 25. The lowest hanging fruit for you to increase your overall score is to increase the first component, establishing your professional brand, which essentially comes down to filling out as many LinkedIn profile section, sections as possible and as robustly as possible using keywords specific for the sectors of industry you are trying to get into. Okay? So keyword, keyword connectedness. Now, how can you do this? We've talked about this many, many times on radio shows, articles. Uh, a lot of the training that I do with PhDs one-on-one -on -one in our Cheeky Scientist Association Diamond Level Program is on getting their LinkedIn profile complete with the right keywords and going through job postings, getting very familiar with com different companies and how these different companies write their job postings, looking at numerous job postings per day, taking them, putting into them into word clouds, using free word cloud software online to expose the transferable skills that are used across that sector of industry, and then getting those words throughout your profile. And I'm not talking about sprinkling in five or 10 keywords on your profile and feeling like You've done a good job. I'm talking about getting 50 to 60 of these keywords, right? With 
uh, 10 to 20 in the center, and then a lot of these peripheral keywords that support those 10 or 20 throughout your LinkedIn profile. Now you can go very deep down this rabbit hole, but just but just by having your entire LinkedIn profile complete, including right your endorsement section, your recommendations, have a couple of recommendations, your volunteer section filled out, you can dramatically increase your overall score and you can get your establish the, the component that LinkedIn says, quote unquote, establish your professional brand. That's the component's name. You can get that up to 20 or more if you do a very comprehensive job here. Remember, too, there's the added bonus of updating your profile. Continue to iterate this. Don't try to do it all at once. Do a little bit every day. When you do this, your visibility dramatically increases. It's like you raising your hand saying, I'm looking for a job now. How does LinkedIn really identify people that are seriously looking right now for a job? The activity on their profile, updating their profile. Number one. Okay, number two, the second component, find the right people. How many, the, how many connections do you have with those people in the sectors of industry? For many of you listening to this, it's going to be zero. Goose egg. On Thursdays, I, I do special live training broadcasts on core components uh, of your job search, uh, such as LinkedIn, resumes, interviewing, uh, and finding the right career that's, that's a good fit for you. And whenever I ask this question, I, I get zero, 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 right? You don't have any, you don't know anybody in industry yet. You have to start connecting to people in industry overall. And of course, uh, in the sectors of industry that you want to work in, that you want to get hired into. The more, the more focused the sector and the more contacts within that sector, the higher this score will be for this component of finding the right people. So if you want to get into data science, you need to start connecting with people in data science, as in connect with them, send a message. And then get them to connect back with you. That's the goal. And LinkedIn is very big on ratios, right? So if you have connected or pressed the connect button with 100 people today and only five of them, right, in the next seven days connect back with you, that's a problem. But if you do it with 100 and let's say 60 connect back with you, that's a, that's a much better ratio. Your that component, the finding the right people component is going to go up. You must start connecting with people that are in the industry you want to get into well before you need a job offer. Start now. Do not wait to do this. Okay, number three, engage with insights. Engage with insights. So believe it or not, the, the connecting with the, the right people and the engaging uh, with insights can be the hardest scores to increase, uh, depending on your efforts. But that's what I see for most PhDs. So you have to connect with the right people. You have to go deep. But don't be afraid to go broad, too. It's okay to connect with other people. Don't not connect with people that are not in the industry. Having connections outside, it's not, it's not going to hurt your score. Right? So... It's not going to hurt you to have connections outside of, again, going back to data science. It could be anything. It could be R&D. It could be, uh, you know, maybe you want to position at a, a government job or IGO nonprofit. doesn't matter, right? Whatever the sector you want to get into is, increase your connections there, but do not worry about increasing connections outside of that. Don't start rejecting people, right? Because the shared connections also impacts this score. 
and overall connections, just, just the simple amount, irrespective of the sectors that they're in, matter. And for you as a PhD, you're going to be connecting with high-level professionals, right? Even if I had somebody at a live event that I did ask me, well, I had somebody, they said to me, you know, I had somebody connect with me on LinkedIn and they were in fashion. And of course, I didn't want to connect with somebody in fashion because it's outside my field. I was like, well, did you look at their shared connections? Right. What, what about your, your tertiary connections, like their shared connections, connections? All of this matters. So do not eliminate right now. Just focus on uh, increase. Focus on aggregating, getting more connections in the sector that you want to get into. Okay, number three, engaging with insights. You engage with insights by posting on LinkedIn, by liking and commenting on other people's posts. The biggest bang for your buck here is commenting. Comment on other people's posts. They will notice. And then their activity will increase if it, you know, whether it's looking for your posts, commenting on your posts. And you should also post, of course. This is called splashing around on LinkedIn and using LinkedIn's terminology, right? Splashing around in the quote unquote LinkedIn pool. And it's very important to LinkedIn's algorithm. You want to be active. Why do you think when you sign into LinkedIn, do you go directly to your profile page? No, you do not. You go to the news feed. LinkedIn wants you to engage. You can publish your own LinkedIn articles here, uh, publish reviews of the field you want to get into or some new innovation or uh, share an article, but write something above the article, your take on the article or why you're excited to share that article or what's interesting about it. Those little extra words add up. If you've ever posted something on LinkedIn or other, another social media platform, did you notice when somebody commented? Did you take a look at the comments? Of course you did. This is also a great way to connect with others. Follow the people you're interested in. Connect with employees, employers, hiring managers, decision makers. Look at what they're posting. It shows you their activity at the top of their LinkedIn profile. Number four, building relationships. Build relationships by sending connection requests with personal notes, as I mentioned before. And then by reaching out to those new connections after they accept your request, LinkedIn knows how many messages you've sent out, whether it's regular mail or in mail. They know how many you've received and they know the ratio. If you're only sending messages but not receiving a lot, that's going to not be as effective as if you're sending a lot and receiving a lot. The deeper you go with each connection by sending more and more messages back and forth, again, to build the professional relationship, the further your score here increases. Complete your profile. Connect with people in the sector you want to get into. Engage on LinkedIn on a daily basis. I would spend 20, 30 minutes on LinkedIn making small updates to your profile and connecting, commenting, liking in the newsfeed. And then, of course, following up with anybody who sent you a message or reaching out to people at least two per day if you want to increase the score. By doing all of these things, you can increase your score past the 50% level ideally to that 60 or 70% level. That's when we most often see PhDs start to really right, tip the scales in terms of employers finding them, reaching out to them, offering them jobs, trying to get them on for phone screens, uh, and then of course, leading to interviews and job offers. Okay, so take your SSI score seriously. I highly recommend uh, that you increase your activity, follow the, the advice here. On LinkedIn, if you have not gone to your profile, and clicked the little dotted box that's on your profile to turn on 
your visibility on LinkedIn Recruiter, make sure you do so. You can do it just so that recruiters who are on LinkedIn Recruiter, right, right employers that are paying for the service, see you, right? So your PI or your advisor, et cetera, people you work with won't see you. So you have that option. If you haven't done that, please do that. One final tip I'm going to leave you with, go to your privacy settings. Go to your account preferences and turn off the ability for employers to see other job candidates who are like you. If you go to somebody else's profile, you can see this. There's a, a section right next to your profile that says people also viewed. If you're on mobile, it's a little bit lower down. It's a large portion of what you see on somebody else's profile. You get LinkedIn shows you by default other people like the person you're looking at. If you're an employer, right? Look at it from the employer's point of view. If an employer goes to your profile, they're going to get suggestions from LinkedIn for other job candidates that are like you, possibly better than you. So turn this off. You can turn it off in your privacy settings under account preferences. Turn this off. So it's under people also viewed. Turn that off. You have a lot of other options that you can change to. Make sure that your uh, email address is showing to employers. This is important. This is under your vis the, the visibility of your profile and network settings under your privacy settings as well. If you have any questions on this, you can reach out to me. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with you, but make sure you send a message. Uh, if you want to learn more about working with me one-on-one, -on -one, or if you simply want to learn where you are in your transition and where you need to be in order to transition, if you want to talk about which jobs are possible for you, given your unique PhD background, you can go to the to cheekyscientist.com. Right at the top of the webpage, you'll see a orange hello banner, uh, orange hello banner that you can click on to apply for a free transition call. If you are ready to transition into industry, I highly recommend you do this. You can apply. If you get through, you'll be able to book a time to talk to me or one of my transition specialists who have trained at an expert level to help you figure out, again, where you are in your transition, where you need to be in order to transition. They can also tell you what's possible for you, help you explore companies and positions that are right for you. Just go to cheekyscientist.com at the very top. It says ready to transition to industry. If that's you, click that apply for a free transition call with me. Do not apply if you're not 100% committed to transitioning into industry. If you haven't figured out if you want to transition yet, listen to more radio shows, read more articles, come to some of our trainings, some of our live broadcasts on Thursdays or at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, including this Thursday. But if you're ready to transition, if you're 100% sure you want to transition, even if your timeline's several years from now, and if you're a PhD student, it's a good time to start thinking about it now, no matter what your PhD student you are. Just go to cheekyscientist.com, click that yellow hello bar at the top, ready to transition into industry. You'll be taken to a page as six little question forms to answer so that I know exactly where you are in your transition and I can help you figure out where you need to be. There's some other information on that page. If you do that, if your application gets approved, one of our team members will reach back out to you um, and help you schedule your transition call uh, or you'll be able to do it yourself. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. I'm Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio 
at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CHEEKYRADIO to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's Cheeky Radio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees, nobody else offers them. <laughs>